This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today, I'm joined by Paul Tokuzulu, and I probably did get that wrong, even though we just mentioned it. But Paul, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Mike, thanks for having me, man. So we joked about it. A um, little bit of a complicated name. It's totally my fault. So apologies in advance for that. But before we started recording, you'd mentioned that you've had a bit of a varied experience. Um, you did some time in the army and I don't know if I would call you a podcast launch guru, but in the process of getting to chat with each other, you mentioned you've done and launched multiple podcasts, help other entrepreneurs with their podcasts. You've got some things going on with benefit concerts for uh, raising funds for disaster relief. You've got side projects to help musicians in your local community get their voice out there. And then you're also a man that understands the ability to expand your horizons and work through, in my case at least, traumas, utilizing plant medicines and things of that nature. So before we dive into a couple of those topics, uh, why don't you take a couple minutes and tell us a little bit about yourself, where you got started, uh, a little bit of time in the army and what you've got going on now. Well, Mike, thanks so much for having me on the show again, man. And, uh, so I joined the army back in 2015. So when I entered into active duty as a, you know, as a military police officer and, um, man, I had been training for this opportunity. You know, I did ROTC in college and, um, I entered in as an officer and, um, I was stationed in Germany and, it was pretty clear to me right away that this wasn't the best opportunity for me, that this wasn't exactly what my heart was called to do, you know, and unfortunately it just wasn't the right fit for me. And I started to have a lot of trouble. Like I started to have a lot of issues that my peers around me didn't seem to be having. Like it was like everyone else had gotten some memo that I had failed to get or something. And there was some un unspoken thing that I just couldn't pick up on. And I just started having a lot of trouble uh, in the environment. Like I was, um, I got to the point where I was having panic attacks almost every day before I go into work because the environment just felt so uh, overwhelming to me. And um, I didn't know what was going wrong with me. I thought that I was just, you know, weird or going crazy. I thought that I was just different than everyone else and maybe not fit for this sort of thing. And I mean, the work I was doing, like any, you know, any person who's worked in an S3 shop will tell you, it's not the most challenging work in the world. It's not mm -hmm. like being on the front lines of a, of a combat engagement or anything. It's pretty, pretty, uh, you know, like there's deadlines and there's pressure, but it's not, you know. It's not a traumatic experience is what I'm saying, but the environment for me was so overwhelming and the, the stress of it all was just too, was a lot. And it was like, um, I started to think what was wrong with me, you know? So, um, I got some help from a therapist and I learned that basically that I'm on the autism spectrum and a lot of the issues that I was having are, um, you know, the symptoms of autism, basically like high sensory overload and being very sensitive to your environment. And, um, that's really what it boiled down to. And I realized kind of through working with her that it was literally like, um, 
all the sounds in the office and also the air quality and um, just like being in a in a room with a lot of people talking at the same time or a lot of people working at the same time, like literally makes my head feel like it's going to explode, basically. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's something that obviously, you know, most people deal with every single day working in an office. But for me, it was just like I couldn't couldn't do it. Like walking into the building gave me a panic attack, basically. And um, I was doing well at the job overall, like my, you know, my superior officers thought I was doing a great job. I got selected to go to NATO and work in Poland for a few months. And that, that was pretty sweet. But, um, you know, overall, like the whole experience kind of showed me like, this isn't what I'm meant to be doing. I'm not meant to be working in an office. I'm not meant to be doing stuff where there's this organized, you know, the organized thing, kind of the, the traditional route, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I found out about entrepreneurship through, through listening to podcasts like the Tim Ferriss podcast or Joe Rogan's podcast and stuff like that. And I got really into learning about online business and having a, having an online business. And this really resonated with me because of the mental health experiences that I was having, like, because of these issues, I realized like, man, this is what my body and mind is kind of set up to do is work online be an internet entrepreneur and have my own business and be able to do stuff on my own terms and on my own schedule. Like that really resonated with me, you know, when I first heard about it. So for a couple of years, I didn't know what to do. I had literally no skills other than being in the military. Um, but I got into podcasting because obviously I really liked podcasts. I was a huge fan of all these shows that I was binge listening to. And I realized like, I don't have any, you know, entrepreneurial skills necessarily, but I know how to talk. I'm good at that. And I can record myself on the computer. And I've been really passionate about Brazilian jiu-jitsu for the last year. Uh, I started training that when I was 19 mm -hmm. and uh, been, you know, I was really passionate about jiu-jitsu. So I was like, man, what if I started a podcast about Brazilian jiu-jitsu? So, so that's what I did. And, uh, you know, a couple years later, fast forward, I was able to get mm -hmm. out of the army at the beginning of 2020 and uh, pretty much ever since then, I've been helping people produce and launch podcasts alongside my business partner, uh, Zach Babcock. And uh, what we do is we help entrepreneurs produce and launch podcasts. We use advertising to market and grow them. And we're also getting into hosting live events where we can meet up around the world and mastermind and connect and record podcasts and just, you know, make this a unique expression for the individual that also helps them grow their business at the same time. So that's kind of the bottom line up front. Like that's the, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, the last few years in a, in a nutshell, so to speak, <laughs> hope that I hope that. Uh... Yep. No, that that's awesome. It's interesting that you mentioned some of that, Paul, cause a lot of it has to do with being able to find yourself and where you fit in. And in some previous episodes of my podcast, I've done a lot of them where I'm just walking in nature and like I've self-selected in similar ways, the town that I live in, you know, choosing acreage over, you know, the big house in the city or anything like that, because I personally feel more I don't know if you'd say more connected, more complete, or more in synergy with my surroundings when I'm 
in nature instead of being in a corporate building or something along that line. So it's really cool that, you know, you obviously saw where things were going and as part of your discovery process, decided to make the pivot into finding another zone of genius that you could be successful in. And I know for a lot of folks that I talk to, the hardest thing is discovering that passion and where they can make their pivots to do what speaks to them. Because at the end of the day, we're not designed to sit at a desk for nine, 10 hours a day. That's not what we're made to do. But you mentioned something very important, especially for a lot of the listeners in my office, is being able to get their voice out there and to be heard. So would you mind talking a little bit about what you and Zach are doing to help some other small businesses uh, get their voice out to the community? Absolutely. So what we do is we produce the podcast for you. And then we have a system that helps you get the podcast ranked on Apple because that's really important to help you differentiate yourself in the marketplace because there's millions of podcasts out there right now. So you've got to do something to position yourself in that, you know, top 10% or the top 20%. So getting the podcast ranked on Apple is the first step. And um, it's a really simple process to do it. Basically, you want to try to get as many reviews on the podcast as possible and as many subscribers because subscribers will equal downloads. So we put together a strategy to do that. That's kind of the first step is getting it ranked. And then uh, once you get ranked, which doesn't take long if you have a system that works that you can execute. um, Once we do that, then we kind of incorporate that into the pitches that you'll send out to your ideal guests in your industry. So that's really key because the thing about getting ranked on Apple is really, it's really cool and all, and it does bring you extra, extra listeners. But really the big thing about it is that it positions you as a top rated podcaster. So then if you're going to talk to, okay, let's say Grant Cardone, just off the top of my head, you know, if you have some massive influencer like that, that you're trying to get on the podcast or just try to get, just try to make, you know, get their attention saying that you're a top rated podcast that was ranked, you know, 85 in the USA or something like that, that sets you apart from everyone else. So that's kind of step two is using that ranking to get your ideal guests booked on the podcast. And then once they're on the show, you got to obviously knock it out of the park and record a really great piece of content and then get their commitment to share it with their audience. Because you know, you know, better than Uh, a lot of folks, like if you're a podcaster and you've interviewed a really big name celebrity, a lot of times they're not going to share it out unless they make that agreement with you. You know, like they're not going to remember because they're busy. So you got to make sure you get that commitment from them. Like, Hey, I'm trying to launch this. We just ranked in the USA. Uh, I'm trying to get that momentum out there. Can you please share this out with your people? And they'll obviously say yes, no problem because they want to help. And there you go. So then after you record the episode, you know, you can send it to them or you can send them some promotional image that they can share, like maybe a social media quote card that you made or something like that. And uh, then you can you can get them to share it out. Um, so that's really kind of the system in a nutshell is getting the podcast ranked, using that to network with your ideal guests and then getting them to share it out from there. Um, from after that, you know, after you've kind of got that process going, the best way to get out there and kind of 
get other people listening to your show is to do what I'm doing right now is get on other people's podcasts because you've got to connect with podcast listeners, you know, like social media will only take you so far if you're trying to grow your podcast, because if someone's on Instagram or on Facebook, like they're enjoying that platform, you know, it's going to be really hard to get someone who's addicted to Instagram listening to your podcast because it's, it's not in their, their habits. So you've got to do things that get you in front of podcast listeners. So that's why it's really key to go on other people's podcasts as often as you can. And um, also we've found that, you know, if you're going to do any type of advertising, it's really beneficial to advertise on the podcast ad platforms themselves, instead of trying to like advertise on Facebook and push stuff to your podcast or advertise on Google and push traffic to your podcast. It's better to run ads on Spotify or CastBox or uh, one of these different platforms where you can actually place ads on the podcast app itself, if that makes sense. So I know that was a lot, but wanted to give some value there. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the system in a nutshell. And what we do is we, we do it all for you, basically everything that we can and uh, we coach you through everything that you need to do to kind of hold you accountable and give you those action steps as you're growing the show. And that's perfect. It's funny you mentioned the running the ads part because, well, I, I don't, first off. Um, like this goes out and like using LinkedIn, it's one of the other places that I put it. Like I have a couple posts where, you know, 13,000 people have seen it. And then the podcast one, a couple hundred, it's not something crazy, but I found it turns out my personal development coach, uh, the one we were talking about before, uh, Ryan Nidell, I found him essentially through an advertisement um, on TuneIn because I didn't have an iPhone at the time. And he's he's been relentless in telling me that I needed to upgrade my life and move over to an iPhone. Um, so that that's a little bit of inside baseball. Um, I have one now. But it's funny how you don't think about what the impact of saying ad spend is for the person that needed to hear your voice. So I think it's really cool that you're helping people do that because we don't have a lot of ways to connect as people anymore. It sounds weird to say it when there's 8,000 different social media type of things. There's 1,200 different messaging devices on your phone. There's podcasts, there's everything else. But one of the things that I've seen is as we've become more connected by technology, we've become less connected as people. And there's a lot of people out there that are going through things and they feel like they're the only person that goes through it, which is just a terrible thing to feel like you're the only person that has a particular problem. And, you know, Paul, what you're talking about is if you're a podcaster or an influencer or a business owner, or you provide value in whatever way it is, it's almost like you owe it to people to let them hear your voice so that they know that their voice isn't the only one. Um, so that that's a really cool insight that I just took from you. So I wanted to flesh that out a little bit. Um, you know, it's good that you mentioned Spotify because I know that's been something in the news recently um, with their rankings and some of their content. Not going to go too far into some of the Rogan things here, but 
one of the things I wanted to tie in, um, you'd mentioned in our emails back and forth that you're going to be doing these benefit concerts to raise money for disaster relief. Now, I know, you know, you're down in Missouri and that's pretty well into uh, tornado alley, as I recall. So what do you have going on with that? And what was the impetus behind that? Man, well, thanks for asking. And uh, so what we're doing is we're starting up the Stream to Rebuild concert series, which is a series of concerts that's going to happen every single month. And what we're doing is we're getting local artists from the communities that are that are impacted. And we're creating a basically a small benefit concert where they're going to play a live set. It's going to be recorded and then the music is going to be streamed out to the world and the streaming content is going to pull in donations and pull in money through through the streaming, basically through streaming on platforms like Vivo or Spotify or places where you actually get paid for streaming the music as people listen. So literally, as people are listening to this music, it's generating money that's going to be donated to disaster relief. So the concert that we had in January, uh, um, just a couple of weeks ago, it was our first event. And uh, what we're doing is we're going to donate a portion of the profits that come in from the, the streaming revenue. And it's going to go to All Hands and Hearts, who is on the front lines here in the Midwest, rebuilding communities that were impacted by the tornadoes that came through back at the beginning of December. Mm-hmm. There were some massive tor- tornadoes that came through and basically just wrecked like a couple of states here in Tornado Alley, like you said. So um, that's kind of our main prerogative right now is helping the people that are in this local area as best as we can. And we're doing it in a way where it empowers the local musicians at the same time, because the way that we see it, the musicians are suffering too, because of, because of everything that's been happening the last few years, musicians aren't able to play concerts. They're not able to make a living doing what they normally do, which is playing shows and playing benefit concerts or playing concerts and stuff like that. That's their, usually their main source of income is playing concerts and selling merchandise at the concert. So instead we're giving them a way where these are folks where normally they might not have access to a professional studio because they probably can't afford it. And, uh, or they might just not know the people to, to, to call to put together. So we're giving them a place where they can come and play a set and we're going to record and make the video for them. Uh, and then they're going to have that, that they can stream out and they can use it to make money for themselves. And also a portion of that is going to go to disaster relief. So something we're really passionate about. And uh, the first event was on January 22nd. The next event is coming up here pretty soon. We're going to announce it soon. So um, if you want to learn more, go to stream2rebuild.com. And that's the number two, stream2rebuild.com. Sorry, I was just writing that one down for myself. Um, That's a really cool thing. I don't know if Spotify and all those do a different streaming rate when it's a charity versus, say, a major band. But it sounds like a good win-win for the artists as well, because that's how you reach out to a wider audience. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily a fan of the SoundCloud rappers, but uh, I am a fan of artists being able to get their voice out and, you know, be able to find the people that they're speaking to, which is pretty much what I was just talking about. So it's really cool that you're doing that. Um, I'm big on whatever revenues I get from here are going to help a friend of mine's uh, veteran nonprofit, the Warriors Art Room. 
uh, up in Massachusetts. So it seems like we're pretty aligned as far as using our efforts and our reach to help our communities, which I, th- I find that to be a very interesting thing and in specifically the veteran community, um, how we tend to take care of our own, whether it's the veteran community or local communities. So it- it's awesome that you're doing that. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And uh, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun and the whole thing has just been so magical watching it all come together. Like, it's, it's really been an experience of just watching it all unfold after we set the intent that this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to help people and going from there. That's a beautiful thing. Um, now, I know before the show, we'd started to talk about some of the um, alternative medicines and everything else. I think we're going to be a bit tight on time for this one, but I would love to have that conversation uh, for what you were able to do using nature instead of pharmaceuticals. It's something that always fascinates me because of the benefits that I've seen from it. But between the time that we get to record that podcast and you know, now, obviously, what's a good way for people to reach out to you? Because I know you mentioned the stream to rebuild, but if somebody wanted to start to get their voice out, is it the alpha podcasters are supposed to reach out to or What's the best way for them to get a little bit of your magic to help launch their brand? Absolutely. So the company is called Podcast Powertrain, and we have a podcast about podcasting, which we call the most meta podcast of all time. And um, it's called Podcast Powertrain. You can look it up on iTunes or on Apple. And we also have a Mighty Networks community. So we got off off of Facebook because we don't like how they're censoring people. We don't like how their their algorithm works these days. And we made a community on Mighty Networks. So you can go to alphapodcasters.com and you'll be able to join the community. We just broke 400 people. It just launched uh, pretty recently. So um, it's a great place to network and get support. And if you have a question about podcasting, you can post it in there and our team will help you out. So that's the easiest way to get connected is go to alphapodcasters.com or check out the podcast powertrain podcast about podcasting. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, When I was coming up, uh, the forums were the way that you went to go get the information on whatever it is. And then over the last decade, Facebook's been taking over that market share. And it seems like we're starting to revert back out of uh, the apps and back into more tight knit communities. So that that's really cool. So Paul, a couple of my takeaways from yep, yep. the conversation that we have here. So going back through, if you want to get your voice out there, opening a podcast, if you don't already have one is a great way to go about it. Um, talking to an expert, this is something that I talk about with my clients all the time. You know, you're paying me to accelerate your growth. And uh, as Altashare likes to say, you're paying me to help you skip the line. And it sounds like that's something that uh, you can help some other people do to grow their reach inside of their business and their podcast uh, through that medium. So really cool. Um, again, that was stream the number two rebuild.com. Or obviously, we can reach out to you on the podcast powertrain. Uh, Paul, I really appreciate the time today. And I look forward to having you on for that uh, additional conversation that we were talking about beforehand. 
Yeah, man. No problem. That sounds great. All right. Thanks, man. Have a great day.